The Mysterious World of Eve Chuttleson, Caravan of Misfortune, by Eve Chuttleson. Lois was in a terribly worrisome situation as she deftly navigated the rickety stairs down to her mysterious basement. A sudden and ferocious wind had kicked up outside, and Lois thought it might be wise to take shelter in the safety of the basement. The wind roared outside and whistled through the crevices in the basement windowsills. Lois was nearly paralyzed with fright when she realized that she had hidden a box of delicious chocolates in one of her basement cupboards. Heavens! She exclaimed. Chocolate will take my mind off of this sudden and ferocious storm outside. Lois turned on several lamps in the basement and made her way to the cupboard when she had hidden the chocolates. As she reached for the cupboard, Lois caught a terribly expensive designer shawl on the doorknob. Her terribly expensive designer shawl was reduced to shreds of burgundy yarn, completely destroyed. Oh no, my shawl. Lois shrieked as she collapsed into a heap on the lushly carpeted basement floor. As wildly harsh thunder and lightning joined the sudden and ferocious wind, Lois collected her thoughts, swept up the remnants of her completely destroyed designer shawl and fetched the chocolates from the cupboard. Much to her horror, Lois quickly discovered that the chocolates were several hours past their expiration date. As she pondered whether or not to enjoy the slightly expired chocolates, Lois decided to brew a pot of tea in her cozy basement kitchen. Lois always thought it was wise to have two kitchens and made certain to accommodate her basement kitchen with the finest appliances and furnishings. Suddenly the basement kitchen telephone began ringing with an unexpectedly shrill tone and urgency. Lois dashed across the cozy basement kitchen and quickly reached for the telephone receiver, snagging her blouse on a festive statue of Loretta Lynn. Hello. Lois tearfully responded wincing over her now snagged blouse. It was Lois' good friend from next door, Bernice. Bernice had terrifying news for Lois. Apparently during the sudden and ferocious storm Lois' brand new shovel blew away and struck a passing garbage truck. Oh no. Lois gasped and nearly tipped over into a bucket of freshly picked Swiss chard. That shovel was so precious to me and my sister Vivian. What am I going to do? Well, let's get moving on our plan to go out to Wyletterville Farms to pick fresh rhubarb. Bernus boomed over the phone. We have no time to waste. Maybe we can also track down your shovel if we have even a drop of good luck. Lois quickly hung up the telephone and carefully and cautiously examined the damage to her snagged blouse. The particular angle that it snagged on the precious statue of Loretta Lynn completely destroyed the blouse. Lois was in tears but felt it would be a wise decision to get ready for Bernus who was quickly on her way over. Lois had calculated in her mind that it would take Bernice merely one hour to arrive from her laurel dancing class in Blancaville and knew that she had just enough time to sear a few tuna steaks for her mahjong whirl and luncheon tomorrow with her coffee clutch group. Suddenly the basement light flickered as Lois tasted one of the slightly expired chocolates. Heavens. All I need right now is the power to go out. Lois gasped. The delicate yet sweet flavor of the slightly expired chocolate lulled Lois into a trance-like state as she pondered what she could wear for the rhubarb picking session. Suddenly Lois was jolted back into the present by the sound of a loudly clanging bell. That clanging signal meant that the 25 pound drum roast that Lois had placed in the oven hours earlier was ready to cool. Well my plan to sear the tuna steaks is out the window. Lois exclaimed as she dashed up the stairs to her upper kitchen to contend with the roast. With the roast cooling gently on the kitchen table, 
Lois peered out the window to see the ferocious storm gathering even more power as it whisked sheets of rain and dry leaves wildly through the streets. Suddenly Lois saw what she thought might be a phantom emerge from an abandoned house at the end of the block. The menacing smoke, like phantom huffed and chugged towards Lois' kitchen window and caused a tremendous rumbling within the confounds of the narrow and pothole-ridden street. Lois merely blacked out from fright as the menacing and monstrous phantom loomed perilously closer to her house when she realized that the phantom was just a whisk of smoke from a truck that was backfiring in her neighbor's driveway. That was a very close call Lois whispered to herself. Lois sprinted up the three flights to her upstairs walk-in closet to track down an ultimate and highly fashionable outfit to pick rhubarb in. Suddenly common sense prevailed and Lois realized that there was positively no way that she and Bernus could pick rhubarb in this ferocious storm. Instantly Lois reached for her incredibly modern telephone in her walk-in closet and attempted to reach Bernus on her cellular phone. Unfortunately, there appeared to be a bad connection or simply bad luck as she could not reach her. So, in a fit of wisdom, Lois quickly dialed the number to her good friend Retenda. Retenda lived nearby and was always up for a shopping adventure. Retenda quickly and breathlessly answered the call from Lois. Lois presented a wise plan that would rescue the foiled rhubarb picking extravaganza. She thought that Bernice and Retenda could join her on a quest to find several new pair of tap shoes for the retired ladies dancing union upcoming dance recital in Rabunchka village. Retenda, who had been a water ski dancer at SeaWorld nearly 40 years ago thought that it was a clever and wise plan. Lois told Retenda to hurry over and they would gossip while they waited for Bernus to arrive. Unbeknownst to both Lois and Retenda, Bernus had driven through an incredibly deep pothole and got two flat tires and was now having her sleek station wagon towed to Klonstra's muffler and tire repair in Violet City nearly two hours in the opposite direction. Bernice's mobile telephone had run out of energy after she had called Klonstra's muffler and tire repair in Violet City so she could not reach Lois. Once Retenda arrived at Lois' house in the midst of the ferocious and harrowing storm she quickly noted that Lois' kitchen curtains were hand crocheted of a hideous neon blue yarn. Me oh my Lois, where did you get those terribly hideous kitchen curtains? I nearly lost my vision from their bright hue, Retenda piped. Lois was immediately brought to tears and then explained that she had found the curtains at a garage sale in Tolanaville Corners last week and snapped them up because they reminded her of a childhood friend named Scrugger. Scrugger was known throughout many of the local villages for her tantalizingly delicious beet florentine and covered mint pot roast. Retenda was quick to apologize about the crocheted blue yarn curtains and decided to inform Lois that she thought that a large tree had fallen onto her garage. Lois gasped in horror and then quickly darted her eyes to the window and saw that Retenda was indeed correct. A gigantic tree had toppled over onto her garage. I'm not one to mince words. Lois breathlessly gasped. But you could have told me about my garage before you insulted my beautiful hand crocheted blue kitchen curtains. Retenda was not amused or very happy at Lois's stern words and she quickly hurled her incredibly heavy purse at Lois. Lois who had once danced on stage with the Rockettes, quickly twirled and deftly missed the wayward purse. But in doing so she accidentally knocked over her incredibly rare and precious statue of Loretta Lynn. The statue was completely destroyed. Lois was on the verge of blacking out from the loss of her statue and her destroyed garage but she managed to collect her thoughts and calm down. Retenda was overcome with emotion as she realized how callous she had been to Lois. 
I am extremely remorseful for my unkind words about your blue hand crocheted kitchen curtains, Ratenda lamented. In a flash, Ratenda, who was also an award-winning speed crochet knitting champion, quickly knit Lois a high fashionable shawl from a stray ball of yarn from her purse. While Lois was instantly and completely thrilled with the new shawl, she couldn't displace the thoughts of her completely destroyed garage out of her mind. Suddenly there was the alarmingly loud and incredibly shrill tone of a blaring car horn coming from Lois's driveway. Heavens. Lois shrieked. It's Bernus. We've got to go now or else she will leave without us. Ratenda and Lois quickly and quietly tried to collect their thoughts and on their festive shopping outfits. Meanwhile, Bernus peered out her ain and sleet covered windshield and witnessed Lois's completely destroyed garage from the towering timber that had fallen on it. Me oh my. Lois's garage, we absolutely cannot go rhubarb picking in this weather anyway, might as well try to repair Lois's garage, Bernice gasped to herself as Lois and Ratenda hustled and hurried down the carriage steps to the driveway, in the haste, Lois toppled over and slid down the driveway into the street nearly hit by a wayward garbage can, Bernice, who was still amazed at how quickly she managed to get her tires replaced and back from Violet City immediately decided to inform Lois and Ratenda that there might be several sales going on at the newly opened Millsticks Mall in nearby Nutmeg Village. Really? Lois gasped. I heard several advertisements on my car radio as I whizzed back from Violet City. Bernice piped. As the intrepid girls pondered what to do and where to go, Bernice noticed that the damage to Lois's garage was actually not very severe. The gigantic tree that had toppled over had actually missed the garage entirely and only some of the smaller branches had draped over the roof. When Bernice decided to inform Lois of the good news, Ratenda felt the need to begin slicing the cooled roast beef. Lois was shocked at the audacity of Ratenda's choice to begin delicately slicing the cold roast beef, but she decided to go with the flow and have lunch with the ladies. Unfortunately, the roast had severely overcooked and was inedible. Lois gasped in horror and then blacked out. Ratenda thought that Lois was overreacting and began swiftly paging through a fashion magazine. Bernice was far more wise, and quickly scoured her cavernous purse for a bottle of vinegar. Bernice always carried a small bottle of vinegar in case she went out for fish and chips. Once Bernice tracked down the bottle of vinegar, she hastily opened it very closely to Lois. The sharp scent of vinegar roused Lois out of her trance-like state. Unfortunately Bernice accidentally dropped the open bottle of vinegar onto Lois's beautiful outfit. Lois's deluxe and beautiful outfit was completely destroyed by the extra potent vinegar. Ratenda and Bernice both rallied around Lois and clarified that the day was a complete loss and decided to whisk up a batch of clove cookies to celebrate. The end.